Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I grew up surrounded by the Alps on a small horse farm. My parents are dear to me. They were always disciplined and hardworking. They taught me qualities like honesty, optimism, discipline, and empathy. I have two older sisters, and my childhood was all about indoor play and outdoor play with them and my cousins. And yes, there were those occasional moments when our games left someone tied around a tree for a bit longer than intended. I'm sure our parents used up a few extra nerves. Even back then, I enjoyed meeting new friends and throwing the most legendary garden parties in the village although I might not now see them as quite as breathtaking as I thought then. Professionally, I didn't initially embark on the path of becoming a wedding and party planner. That wasn't seen as a proper profession or even an option. I became a medical masseuse and later a physiotherapist, opening my own practice and successfully running it for over seven years until I was hit by a blow, a diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. This made me reconsider. It was time to turn my entire life around. And boy, that was a roller coaster ride. I gave up everything else, dove into the world of wedding planning, took on numerous wonderful projects, and during the pandemic, I moved to Vienna to reach the next level. My everyday life, both professionally and privately, is filled with things I like. I'm a fan of everything beautiful, clothes, bags, holidays, interiors. I enjoy good food as much as a gluten-free burger from the corner. I love laughing with friends over a good glass of wine, enjoying deep conversations and constantly longing for new places. I have traveled a lot and there are still many places I need to see. I've mentioned the wine already. Never forget the wine, unless you take gin with you. I'm a shoulder to lean on, a perfect navigation system, and I always come up with a quick solution to any problem that comes my way. I'm known for my fast-paced lifestyle. Mostly my brain outpaces my body, being like a speedster, while my body's more of a casual stroller. That's why I started running to keep up. Now it's more like a comical jog of war between the two. Supporting various charitable projects like being an ambassador for Vow for Girls means a lot to me. I believe everyone should contribute in their own way. Professionally, work intuitively, creatively and unconventionally, yet also with structure and focus. I adore my work, love challenges and always move on. Welcome, Verena Kren, all the way from Austria. Hello, James. Thank you so much. That was an extensive introduction, which you wrote, but a very comprehensive one. I think it just gives all the listeners a stake in the ground about who you are and why you're here, etc. But you've had an interesting life so far, and you aren't even that old, which is fascinating. So let's just go back to your childhood. So you spent your childhood tying your siblings and cousins to trees and leaving them there yes yes (laughs) so as we used to be outside the whole time oh yes our um, childhood was quite funny mostly so um, not so funny for everyone like for my cousins at that time so yeah we sometimes we had games like robber and police officers or indian games so we went out in the wood we tied someone up on the trees and yeah my grandmother mostly made tea and some chocolate bread and she called us like come on in girls and boys you get a snack and we went there but there was one day when we recognized there's someone missing a little bit later 
<laughs> so, yeah, we got to get him. He was still alive. Everything was good. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. <laughs> so this was in the Alps. Was it quite rural? Was, was this like Heidi up the mountain or, or was it a bit more <laughs> urban than that? It was n not quite like Heidi. That is much higher, but oh, um, it is really, uh, it was a simply and easy life. I would describe it like that. But we had everything we need. And it was, um, I think it was an amazing childhood because we had us and we played in the nature all the time. So if it's if it was raining or a sunny weather, yeah. it doesn't matter. We always had us and we experienced everything. So, and we had always animals around. Like when I mentioned we have a farm, so it was a horse farm and we had horses, mm -hmm. dogs, cats, guinea pigs, rabbits. <laughs> Everything. And do you have an earliest memory? Do you have a first memory of, of growing up in that rural idyll? Memory? Yeah, um, oh, there are lots of memories. Like like I told you with the with the Indian gameplay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Is there something special you wanna know? <laughs> well, some people have a first memory. I mean, for example, mine is and we've worked out it was probably about two, but a workman came to the house to replace the kitchen floor and I just remembered it, the kitchen floor was blue. And I was I was about two years old. People usually have a first memory of of when they were growing up and it could be at kindergarten and going to school or something like that but yes i, do, I don't have things like that like your sure. first memory but what i really could remember you know me Krampus. you know the Krampus, the movie Krampus, the horror movie Krampus. i don't but actually yeah this is this horrible things were looking like a devil it's something that we used to do once a year to get okay. um the bad ghosts outside so so this a man who get closed, uh, so like clothes on, like uh, what is it called? Like you know, from the animals, the fur, fur, fur yes, and wooden wooden masks, and they were running around all the time. And yeah, it's it's horrible on the scary, on the, the very of December. It's very scary, very scary for children. I would think. Yes, normally you know they are coming with the Nikolaus. It's a Santa Claus. The Nikolaus yes. is on the sixth. Uh -huh. It's we have the Kiskind. It's not like um, the Santa Claus at the twenty fourth. So it's a little bit uh, different in Austria. So there's Santa Claus, and he's coming with the Krampus, and the Krampus is always horrible. Like we don't know that as children, we think they are like really horrible creatures. So may you Google it afterwards. It's like really horrible. You were terrified as a child. You, um, you, um... <laughs> yeah, my father let them in the house. So because they always said, if you are not a good child and if you're not doing what we say, we the Krampus will come. Okay, gotcha. Yes. You know, in the case we haven't been that nice all the time, the Krampus <laughs> came every single year. It's a, it's a form of child abuse, yeah. isn't it? It's, a, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, maybe. <laughs> But it worked. It worked. I was about to say, I bet it's made you behave yourself. Yeah, for one week, I may. So, <laughs> actually, because of we've talked about your childhood, let's talk about vote for girls, and you are an ambassador for that. And RSVP does help the charity as well. So, was it part of your childhood that maybe influenced you wanting to become an ambassador for vote for girls, or what was the motivation behind it? I always had this feeling um, I need to help someone else. So I, even though as a child, I always helped others growing. So when, we, when I went to school and I saw somebody who needed help, I, I gave them help. And this was, I think, something what I always was with me. So I had never the feeling I need to do something 
like wow for girls or whatever it just came to me <laughs> but i always had this feeling in me i need to help someone so i need others grow so i can grow faster and this is how i live my life and this helps but there was nothing special in my childhood now most people in this industry are quite artistic they have special talents do you do you do you love the arts music dance drama film painting i'm definitely not an artist by myself everyone who knows me i'm not a good dancer i'm not a good singer i'm not a musician <laughs> I, I do everything a bit but nothing good so but i i love art in another way i think so i love small artists who are creating art like travelers and and like you know things you cannot see on the mainstream um, I really like that. I won't go in a museum. Sometimes I do, but it's nothing special to me. Okay, okay. And do you listen to music? Do you go to gigs? Do you go to bands playing? Music actually means a lot to me. So I'm it. more a rock girl, so I love ACDC, Nirvana. So a little bit more of the rough side, I think, of the music. <laughs> I like that. It gives me this thrill of the life as well. And... But I also love electronic, I love deep house, I love pop music sometimes, you know, like charts. I am a very a person who is like, loves a lot, you know, I just don't stick to one. So what was the last band you saw in concert? I'm foreigner because they played on an event of mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to know what love is? I, I suppose I had to get that one in, didn't I? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. That was a big, big hit, wasn't it? Yeah. The, in the in the 80s there we go okay okay yes, wonderful yes. so are foreigner the kind of band that you would see or are they a bit too old or not too hard rock are they foreign? no of course of course i love old rock because i think this is this um traditional old rock i really love it um i'm a huge fan of tina turner um uh -huh. sadly she passed away um but i um yeah i'm into into a quite of older rock, I think. Do you have a special talent? You you obviously have uh, give a very good massage, but is there anything else? So yeah, I'm quite good with everything what's doing with my hands. So I I built already a house and I did lots of stuff by myself. I made the roof and yeah, lots of stuff of that. You're a builder then. You're a builder. You build things. I am. I may. I may. may should have gone in this way now. <laughs> but I love architecture. I do that. But yeah. No, and I'm very good with people. So I have always a good feeling for people. So if I have somebody in front of me, I immediately know what kind of person it is, and it never, never um, had the wrong feeling about a person. So always, when I met somebody, I had a first impression, and it was the right one. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, is also. May came up with the physical therapy because I had like really many, many patients, but um, also because I am who I am. So I think this is May something special about me. What also knows my friends because they always say, Verena, what do you think? And I always have a good feeling. Okay, wonderful. So let's just think about the next 10 years. So in 10 years time, where do you want to be both personally and professionally? You know, I still will move on. <laughs> so I won't sit on an island doing nothing. Definitely not. I am a person who is always running, always want to have something new and experience something new. And I think 
I will do something new as well. So I will stick with the event industry. I'm uh-huh. sure for that because I love the wedding industry. We are crazy industry, but I'm pretty sure there is more to come, but I'm not sure yet what. So what's your favorite food? Everyone has to eat. So you must have a favorite food that maybe you don't have every day, but every so often you think, oh no, I really, uh, that's my favorite. If, if it was my last ever meal, what would I eat? It's easy, James. It's easy. Since I'm gluten-free, gluten-free pizza. Before it was gluten-free, it was normal pizza. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> if you want to make me happy, just bring me pizza. How long have you known that you're, you're gluten intolerant? Uh, since um, now one year. Okay. And, and has it made a big difference to you? Oh, yes, definitely. It was the best decision to um, look inside or to... Um, try to find um, solutions for uh-huh. my eating habits and so on. So because mm-hmm. I had troubles and it makes a huge difference. Okay. Okay. So it's gluten-free pizza is your cuisine. So gluten-free you, pizza, yes. in your home, you have a bar. Okay. And behind that bar is every single drink you can possibly ever want, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And you have the best barman in the world. You go up to that bar. What do you order from the barman? Wine. It's always wine. And any particular wine uh, from a region of the world? Color, style, brand? I love the most the Austrian wines. I love the red wines from Burgenland. And I love the um, white wines from um, Lower Austria. So I have... So many favorite wineries. I really cannot pick one of them mm-hmm. because okay. there are so many great wines. I don't need the most expensive one. That's not me. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if, yeah, it's just not, don't need to be the okay. most expensive okay. one. So you're having a dinner party. You have a, the best pizza chef in the world coming in to cook for you with his gluten-free base uh, that, he's, that he's made. And you are serving all the Austrian wine you can, you can ever, ever drink. Who is around the dinner party? table anybody alive or dead this is your dream dinner party with all the best conversation in the world who would be around that table oh my gosh that's difficult because there are so many people i would talk to well the table is big the table is big it's, it's a big the table is big okay then i would go once for oprah winfrey uh-huh. because oprah is i think an incredible woman what you build up I would go for Ray Dalio. Who, sorry? Ray Dalio from Bridgewater Association. Oh, all right. Yes, yes, yes. I may well go with him as well because I think he also built something huge. Because, you know, I'm always interested in what people wrote, not always personally. It's like Elon Musk. I may would also have him on the table for just a few minutes, maybe not all the time. Yeah, he well, but just to know what's going in his, what's in his mind, you know. So I'm very interested in people. Yes, no, his his mind will be quite full of stuff. I, I imagine, yes, yes. Um, in, in fact, yes. Uh, maybe if he had Elon Musk, like you said, not for very long, because he he probably just drive everybody crazy around the table. <laughs> yeah. This is why I say it just for yeah. a few minutes. Yes, yes, okay. and um, of course, Dina Derna, my Dina Derna, yeah. And um, my loved ones, these are very important for me. So my, the people who I really have in my small corner, mm-hmm. they're important for me and they always need to be there. Okay, wonderful. So after you've just done a, a, a very, very big event and you're absolutely exhausted and you need to go just to go somewhere to chill out or relax for a few days or, or, or have a holiday, where do you go? Where is your go-to place? So I have more. One of them is my my flat in Vienna. So I, my apartment in Vienna is for me the most relaxing, but I also love the sea. So if I'm going for holiday, I need to go to the sea. 
Mm -hmm. um, seawater, beach is something what really gets me. Are you a beach person? Oh, I am. Yes. Yeah, you just you could just lie on a beach for a week and just do nothing. No, no, okay. no. I'm working then on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> In this profession, no one can seemingly relax for more than a few hours. It's, um, uh, yeah, no, no matter which environment you're in, it is just, uh, you are, yes, you're very, very typical of this industry that's, uh, from that point of view. I'm still with the mountains, you know, like I'm still, when I am on the mountain and I'm going for a hike and I'm on the top of the mountain, this is something, you know, that releases everything. It's mm -hmm. also, you know, these are three, I think three, three points, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, now we're gonna we'll talk about the positive things. Let's just talk about some of the negative things. What irritates you? What would you like to just banish into a into room one hundred and one that is never seen again? What's what evils are in the world that you want to get rid of? So the thing is, you know, like I always say, everything has a reason. So everything is good to have, but you know, I can't with stupid people. So if somebody's stupid, and it's just. <laughs> I would put all the stupid guys who don't know how to live their life, I would put them in this one. <laughs> you don't suffer fools gladly. These are just people who don't care of anyone else, which is going their life with not having a few on the right and the left side, which is, I hate things. Like, I hate, I hate that, yeah. There's a phrase saying, don't argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. And and that is so true. I mean, if someone's an absolute imbecile, just just don't even bother with them because they just they'll just drive drive you crazy. So is is it just idiots that you want to put into room one hundred and one? Is is there any kind of food food that, food that you don't like or drink or or just any animals you don't like? No, I eat everything. Okay. I drink everything. Mm -hmm. I I would eat everything and I would drink everything. Let's say it that way. <laughs> So I'm fine with that. And I love all the animals. It's fine for me. Even those spiders and snakes, I'm fine with it. If they let me my room, I let them their room. It's also good for me. It's I think I'm fine with that, you know. And what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? There's no one listening. It's fine. You can just tell me. It's fine. Embarrassing. I'm, I'm just thinking about what is the most embarrassing thing that happened to me. Or uh, has something gone wrong during an event? Or did a funny thing happen when you were doing a massage or on a, a physio or something? Did something oh, happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. T yeah. Tell me, tell me. Okay, then I have something. So. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> so the most embarrassing thing, you know, I think as a, mass a massage therapist, it comes to situations where you think, you know, just go to hell to the person who's lying in the bed. Oh, oh, oh so you're telling the <laughs> yeah. person to go to hell, basically. Yeah, sometimes, you know, like, if you say embarrassing, this are like as a massage therapist or as a physical therapist. As a physical therapist, actually not that often done as a, as a massage therapist. But I used to work at five-star hotels. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are some men who just thought about, yeah, why not? asking for more than just a normal oh, okay, relaxing right. massage. I, okay, right. Now, yeah. I, now I understand. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. And how did you react to these? Well, I was about to call them gentlemen, but they're not gentlemen. Maybe re requesting additional services. This was quite easy for us. So we this had is. a code. So if something like that happened, so we just um, left the room, went to another room where a massage therapist, like a man massage therapist, were working. Mm -hmm. So we split it. You know, we had such a hand sign. And then he went in the other room and we just 
changed our gotcha. patient, our guest. Right, okay. And he moved on with a may a little bit of stronger massage. Yeah, yes, and afterwards yeah. they came on a blacklist, so they couldn't um, book an appointment anymore. Well, um, I bet after the guy came in the rooms, actually most guys were probably weren't then asking for more services. Well, they knew it was a guy. No, no, no. But this, uh, yeah. But I think this was the most embarrassing, I think, you know, like just getting hand leg like. Yeah, it's, it's um, sadly, it probably does happen. But yes, yes, okay, okay. And is there anything you want to confess? Get off your chest? Did you, did you do something naughty at some, when your child does something in your life that you've never told anyone? You wanted to just tell the whole world now? Did you break any windows? Do something naughty? You know, I did quite a lot naughty things i think oh go on then tell us some of them i don't want to mention here i'm sorry (laughs) for that but let me think about what i can tell you so in our childhood we stole once you know these free vouchers what you get where you can get like a little bit um at the supermarket where you can get like free stuff for it yeah so we sold these vouchers to get money out of it yeah. Sorry to all my neighbors if they listen to it. Uh, we sold them and um, they weren't for sale. They were for free normally. So we did, I did something like that. that. That's being entrepreneurial. That's being entrepreneurial, that is. Yes. You know, I was a businesswoman back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I didn't went to school all the time when I should have gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, wonderful. Things like that. I think these are the nice. Yeah, yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> Okay, so we're coming to the end of our conversation now, I'm afraid, but it's been absolutely wonderful. So I want to say thank you, gluten-free Verena Cran, a lady who kept her siblings hangling, a childhood terrified of bad ghosts, a rock chick, a lady who is very good with her hands and doesn't suffer fools gladly. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, James. Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website, rsvp.club, or email me, james at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.